Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. The Centre for Social Change uh, from the University of Johannesburg and the Human Sciences Research Council published new research briefing on the public's willingness to take the COVID-19 vaccine. We've had numerous conversations around COVID-19. The vaccine, are you going to take it? Are you not going to take it? So they've gone out and done the research and they're going to explain the findings from that research. On the line, we've got Professor Karim. Um, Associate Professor at Centre for Social Change at the University of Johannesburg. Good morning, Professor. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Professor, what was the aim for the research? Why did you guys go out there and do this research? So, uh, UJ and the HSRC have been running the COVID-19 Democracy Survey since April last year. And the reason that we've conducted several rounds of the survey is to understand um, the opinions and experiences as of South Africans uh, as the pandemic unfolds. So what this allows us to do is kind of take the temperature at different points to find out what people are thinking and, and doing around a various range of factors. And in this latest round, in round three, we did ask a question about the willingness to take the COVID-19 vaccine. And then 67% of adults say they will definitely take or probably take the vaccine if it's available. If you had to break that down, for example, with race, um, was it more black people uh, that will take the vaccine? Was it more white people? And does race uh, play factor in people's decisions on the vaccine? So absolutely, what we found is, is that two-thirds of people, 67%, are willing to take a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, when we look at that by race, there are some interesting findings. Um, we found that black African adults were slightly more likely to take a vaccine than in comparison to white adults. But when we unpack that further, what it really seems to be about is actually not so much about race, but really about education, where Mm. we found those with less than matric level education were much more likely to want to take the vaccine than those with uh, tertiary education. So it was 72% for those with less than matric education, um, but only 59% with those with a tertiary education. So that really uh, partly explains what we're finding in race, that relationship between um, race and and education outcomes that is really a much bigger factor there. What about confidence in government? Um, If you you look at the, the, the breakdown of race, for example, would you say that a lot of white people maybe don't have confidence in, in, in government, which is why they're, 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 they're resistant to taking the vaccine? So what we did find was that um, the sort of trust in the president in terms of his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic was actually one of the strongest influences. in terms of taking the vaccine. So it was 73% uh, who said that we'd take the vaccine who thought he was doing a job doing a good job compared to only 36% who thought he was doing a bad job. So it's a really, really powerful influence. And there is some relationship to to race within that, um, given that we know, uh, especially when we also look at party political support, um, that there is you know, certain racial uh, demographics given our different political parties in the country. So there is some relationship there. But overall, I think what's really important is that political leadership during the pandemic really matters and it does play a very powerful influence in the ter- in terms of the health choices that people are making not just in terms of whether they'll take the vaccine but also their willingness to 
uh, wear masks, for instance, we've also found that there's a big relationship there between um, the views of political leadership, uh, the public's views of political leadership and their willingness to wear masks. I wonder if, Professor, you in in the study or even just beyond the study, you have been looking at people's reactions towards treatment drugs um, like remdesivir and the new one that's been developed and extracted from Ibiza. Are people more likely to want to, you know, take these treatment drugs than the vaccine? And then we'll see the coronavirus become something like the flu where you choose to take a, a, a vaccine or you choose to just treat it once you have it. So we didn't ask a question specifically about other drugs, um, but what we did do was ask people why to explain their answer in their own words as to why they would or wouldn't take um, the vaccine. So amongst those yes. who gave us an answer as to why they wouldn't take the vaccine, some people did mention alternative treatments as uh, a motivation as to why they wouldn't take the vaccine. But it was a very small min- minority of people that mentioned that. Um, so, so it does play some role, but it's it's not, a, I would say, a dominant factor in terms of shaping um, people's views on the vaccine. We've spoken about vaccines on the show, and there were there was a lot of misinformation being thrown around, and a lot of like conspiracy theories. I'd love to know from you, just listening and obviously, um, you know, taking down the data from the people. What were some of their reasons for not wanting to take the vaccines? Those ones who didn't want to take it. So amongst those who either said that they don't want to take the vaccine or they're not sure if they want to take the vaccine, the two biggest concerns were about side effects and about the effectiveness of the vaccine and particularly concerns about the speed of the testing. You know, how can we trust something that has been developed so quickly? Um, In terms of conspiracy theories, we found that this played a very small role in shaping people's attitudes. Less than 10% of people um, gave a kind of conspiracy theory-related answer to explain why they wouldn't take the vaccine. So I think what this demonstrates really is that amongst those that are vaccine hesitant, they really have quite legitimate concerns about side effects, about the effectiveness. And really what people are asking for is is more information, more factual information to help inform their health choices. So I think for me, this is very reassuring uh, that if we have a good public health campaign, there's a possibility um, that we can change some of the third that are currently saying they won't take the vaccine possibly change them into people that are willing to take the vaccine just by informing them. So basically people just want information and if they get the right information, they'd be more than willing uh, to take the vaccine. I think certainly more information would play a role in changing some of those. Um, obviously, yeah. some people will you know, not change their minds no matter how much information you give them. Um, but I think there is a significant proportion of those who currently say they wouldn't take the vaccine that would change their minds if they were given factual information, even about just what are vaccines in, in general. That was yeah. a concern that came out because you know often we're given these things as children. We don't really think about what these things are and perhaps for the first time in our adult lives we're actually confronted with a question of should I or should not take should I take a vaccine um, and so I think you know the public does want to be informed and, I, and for me as I say I think that's very encouraging this is something that government can lead um, but obviously our media civil society our religious leaders can all also play a role in helping uh, provide factual information about vaccines and the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Professor Karin, thank you so much for chatting us this morning. A pleasure. That was Professor Karin, Associate Professor at Center for Social Change um, at UJ, talking to us about study that they've done where it proves that 67% of adults in the country would probably take the vaccine. It's available. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.